Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sunny. I am here with my co-host, Giant Skyhawk. Hello, I'm Giant Skyhawk. Indeed you are, <laughs> I, my friend. I, I've really got that down now. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> we're Listen, we're all getting used to the, new, uh, to the new setups here and everything. So, of course, before we get too far, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, of course, a huge thank you to Steel Fox Games, as well as ETB Games, and, of course, Gem Accessories. And, of course, if you're going to check out our uh, Dragon Shield affiliate link, please be sure to do that down below before you buy any Dragon Shield products. So, with that said, let's go ahead and get on into today's episode. So, Skyhawk, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you did this weekend, uh, because what you did is more interesting than what I did. That's fair, yeah. So it sounds like uh, this episode we're just going to be running through our our, our weekend uh, setups. So I sure. was the uh, the head judge at the Edmonton Cyberstorm Access Regional yesterday. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. This is my second time being a head judge. I've been a floor judge a number of times, but uh, this event was a little bit interesting for a few reasons. So uh, first off, the player count was forty one. Uh, so, <laughs> so so okay so you're uh, at like a big time regional okay yeah a, yeah 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 absolutely big time and the thing is like the smallest edmonton regional we've had before is 67 and it's ranged up to like 136 oh wow so, like we're we're small regionals but like we're, we're capable of being like a mid-sized regionals right sure so the the there are a few reasons that the player count was so low uh first the lack of a ban list means that people were not very excited to play the format I think half of the yeah. room was playing Kashtira, uh, which probably is not fantastic for player no. experience at this point. No, it's not. Uh, uh, but the second thing uh, is that the entire province of Alberta is on fire. Uh, as of a couple days ago, the Calgary and Airdrie area has the worst air quality in the world. Uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, literally, as I was going outside at like uh, seven in the morning to drive out, uh, uh, it 
the the whole of outside is just smoke uh it's just like smog and smoke and it looks gloomy so i think a lot of people didn't want to come out but the people who did come out had a really good time uh event was run uh super smoothly uh so that ended up going really well ran a couple side events the people there were happy to play um i only had to uh, issue one penalty uh, i uh, to be honest with you it was not a very <laughs> taxing on me some interesting stuff came up so maybe we can talk about some format relevant uh ruling stuff okay well we're back now sorry about that that's my fault we're good these are the uh these are the these are the things that happen when you're an incredible content creator such as the both of us um, yeah you know i'm just i'm just haven't gotten used to you know the remote recording yet one uh one funny thing about the um uh, a 41 player regional is that the prizing situation is very silly so uh if of your course, regional yeah. is under 50 people uh, i believe it's 49 and under is the is the the way it's worded um top mm-hmm. eight still get playmats and top four still get playmats and deck boxes but only top four get invites so really yeah so fifth through eight just get like they get uh arlequino and they get to go home <laughs> that's really <laughs> funny <laughs> i'm like why not just give them invites if you could give invites to like the OTS champs and then you can give invites to these guys. Right. But um, the, otherwise, uh, it was quite good. So I'll, I'll, I can get deeper into my uh, experience later. You uh, you were also at uh, a regional event in a different capacity? I was. I was going to show you what I got while I was at the regional. Oh, all right. Let's see. Yeah. What did, what, you did, know. What, did the, what did the dude bring? Well, what I brought was the my uh, yeah, the friend, the classic, the one and only Sword Soul, Ooh. because I'm not original. And uh, <laughs> I left with where's where's the other one? I want to be able to do the thing and show you the the main card of the deck. He's looking. I left cards. with Super Heavy Samurai. Hey, block my face. Said the camera actually. We got that one. On it. Yeah. We got the samurai sauce. Yeah, so I left... So I had everything for Super Heavy already. I was just missing two... Like, Wakushi? Wakaushi? Mm-hmm. Is it Wakushi or Wakaushi? It's uh, Wakaushi. Yeah, okay. So I left... I, I was... I needed two Wakaushi. I needed Jizukiru's. And I needed an Excel Synchro Stardust Dragon, which I picked all of that up over the weekend. We got that Excel. Yeah, so I went in with I went in with Sword Soul. Round one, I played against Dinosaur. Uh, game one, I bricked, and I was like, not even gonna show him what I'm playing. <laughs> so game up. two, I just I boarded hard enough that he couldn't play. And game three, I had no interaction in my hand at all. Except for a lightning storm. A single lightning storm. That was the only card that I had in my hand. Other than that, I had gas. Uh, the issue was he put up Borlode Savage, Lagia, uh, Opelousa with three negates, and. Uh, Big Boss Another Man. Conductor Oh, and, and UCT, yeah. yeah. So it's UCT, Lagia, Borlode Savage with two negates, and Opelousa with three. And all I have in my hand is a lightning storm. So naturally, you know how that went. Mm, right. I top okay. deck Dark Ruler no more. So. 
We always stay <sighs> winning. <laughs> but what's funny is I had Dark Ruler no more. And I used so I used Dark Ruler, used Lightning Storm. And the last card that he had in his hand was a um the last card he had in his hand was a ghost ogre. And my hand was uh -oh. like Moji, Adhara, and maybe like something else, right? Like it was it wasn't a hand that really did anything. And basically I was able to make I was able to make a Chi Shao and then I just passed. And I and then he set one, passed back to me. I think I hit I hit over something. And we ended up in this situation like a couple of turns later where he has a UCT and a giant Rex on board. And I'm looking at my hand, and my hand is Gamma, Driver, uh, Moyi, and Longyon. And I have a Vashuda and an Ashuna in my graveyard. I just cannot figure out like what to do here. Like I can't figure out what the line is. And what I ended up doing was I activated Longyon, summon discard Moyi, summon Longyon. See where this is going. And he used UCT to book the Longyon, and then I used Vishuda to bounce UCT, and then I used it hard, and then I used it hard to add Vishuda back, and then I summoned Vishuda, and then <clears throat> I realized that I didn't really have anywhere to go from here, which I messed up. What I should have done was use the, once I summoned the Longyon and he booked it, what I could have done there is actually Tribute Summon Driver. And then that gives you a Synchro 10, right? Right. And so I can either use Vishuda to bounce Giant Rex to his hand and then add hard to add Vishuda back. Or what I actually probably should have done what, and then use and then use Driver to go into Baron to pop UCT. What, what I mm. should have done and this, well, I, I messed up from the beginning. I should have normaled Mo Yi instead. And then I normal Mo Yi, activate UCT, or yeah, normal normal Mo Yi, activate effect, reveal Longyon. He activates UCT to book Mo Yi. I activate, at that point, I already have the token on board. I activate Vishuda, bounce back Giant Rex, activate Ad Hara, add back Vishuda, and then the activate Longyon. Right, exactly. That's that's the line I should have done. Somebody else said I should have tribute summon driver. I think I should have done that line uh, I mean, because I knew that. But I was like worried yeah. about him having something in hand too. I don't know. Was, I had too much to worry about, and realistically, I was worried about so much that I didn't just look at the cards in my hand and make the right play. That so, happens. That's a that's a tricky. Also, one. I was running on. Also, I was running on three hours of sleep. So I was very yeah, tired. <laughs> it's so it is interesting that that will absolutely give you. Uh, you, you, that I think people very much underrate getting sleep as a, as a way to yeah. improve your performance, yeah. but it really does matter. I was talking to a friend of mine who hasn't been to a regional with me in a while, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you know, I went to like three or four regionals when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh a lot." He goes, "I never did well." I said, "Well, you want to come with me to the one on the third? And he says, "Uh." I might go to the one with you on the third. I don't know. We'll see. What time are you leaving? I said, I'm leaving my house at four o'clock in the morning. And he said, I said, it's a four hour drive there. He said, oh, 
well, I'll just do what I always do and just stay up all all the way through to the regional and sleep on the way back. I'm like, no wonder you never do good at regionals. You never sleep the night before. Yeah, it's it's tricky because I know for some people, including me, it can be tough to like make yourself go to bed earlier if you have to get up earlier, and that can really oh, screw sure. up your sleep. But if you if you can at all, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I mean, you're you're talking to the guy that went to bed at three Friday night and woke up at seven for the yeah. regional. Yeah. You know, or three, 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 and woke up at six thirty, something like that, or two thirty and six o'clock. Some I don't remember. Yeah, I woke up early. I assume. Uh, yeah. That was that being round one. I, I assume the rest of the run didn't uh, didn't pan out. So I ended up losing to that round two. I played against. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I, I know, know rounds three. I know rounds three and four. Three was Super Heavy Samurai, which I lost to barely. And four was uh, Trap Tricks, which I beat handedly. Mm. No, two was Trap Tricks. Three was Super Heavy. I beat Trap Tricks 2-0. I lost to Super Heavy 2-1, very close in game three. Mm. And then round four, I beat Sword Soul. I beat the Mirror. We got Uh, the dubs. I knew a guy, I know a guy that was at the regional, played, by round four, he had played three Sword Soul. <laughs> that, the, the reg- I'm serious, that's, like a third crazy. of the room or more was on Sword Soul. I mean, in, uh, I, it, Sword Soul to me, I think is going to become, uh, kind of like what Invoked was a few formats ago, where it's just like, the deck is yeah. perpetually good, and early in formats when people are not sure what to do. It's a very safe choice that has a high skill ceiling. So that means if you're good at the deck and you're a good player, you can do well. I think... Instead of return to Monk A, it's return to Monk of the Tenye. <laughs> return to Moye. <laughs> return to Monk of Tenye. Monk of Tenye. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me... Let me I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a be the shaman. I'm going to tell the future. You're going to play Sword Soul for the rest of time. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, I won't because I have Super Heavy built now. That's true. That's true. Sunny is going to learn a new deck. <laughs> He'll make it. Well, uh, I also have Mathmech built, and I've mostly learned that deck too, actually. So I now yeah. the now wow, the choice paralysis comes. I spent a lot of time labbing Mathmech with one of my friends Friday night. Mm-hmm. I came very close to playing that deck, but I ended up returning to Moye. So uh, the issue, though, is that I played it even more on. Saturday, and I f- I really feel like I could play Mathmech now. So yeah, you can join uh, join Shiggy's, uh, become a become a Math Crew member. I could. I do think that Super Heavy is a better deck, but I also think that Mathmech maybe has a little bit less hatred in the format for it right now. So that's exactly what I was going to bring up. It's uh, Super Heavy yeah. is really really good, but it's. Uh, it is easy to hate against. So if people are prepared yeah. for super heavy, you have to be on the high end of the curve to do well. Whereas with math, I think there are some people siding bestials, but it's not frequent. Uh, and you have a lot of lines that play under the hand traps people are playing. So uh, I think it's a good choice for the format. I think the other thing with the super heavy deck in particular is that you really need to have cards like Kurikara and Fenrir. It's expensive. Yeah, and they're really expensive. Which I might be able to get one or two copies of Kurikara before the next regional. 
Uh, I'm going to see if I can make some trades happen. I know some people that have them that are looking to we'll move say, them. If Kashtira gets hit, Fenrir might get a, less, a bit less expensive. <laughs> that is true. And Fenrir is a card worth playing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll it, definitely see. You see a lot of lists play play two of it. It's, it's kind of weird because I almost think in the super heavy deck, Fenrir is better as an extender than it is as like a, a tool for doing anything else, right? Like putting the level seven yeah, body see that. on board for free is nice. Being able to thin out your deck is nice. Being able to have follow up if your whole board gets cleared is cool. And it's like, some, mm-hmm. it's a monster you can fit that does something going second that works well for a combo. Like that's that's basically all you can ask for in a deck that's monster combo, right? Right. Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D... Well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So, be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the um, description down below. And now, cool. back so to today's that's, episode. That's experience as a player, I guess. Uh, I do have a few other things about uh, judging the regional that I want to talk about. Just how many some... how many side how many side judges do you have? Like you, like so, how many other judges do you have for an event that small? Uh, there were only two, uh, other than me. So it was me okay. and two other floor judges. Uh, we should have had one more, I think, because even with, uh, a small regional like that, um, it becomes difficult to do. You want at least do, three floor judges and one I, head judge. I think so. Because if you're, you, because if you have, if you decide you want to run side events, you want to have one judge that can just focus on running side events. And then that leaves like 10, ju- 10 tables per judge ish, which is not ideal, but it's Okay. Uh, but the other thing is that it makes it really hard to do deck checks if one of your two mm-hmm. floor judges is going to do those, so do side events. And then when you're trying to do de- deck yeah. checks every round, it's like either I have to do both so that there's a judge on the floor or the person running side events also has to take calls from the main event. And that sucks. Uh, so right. I think even, even for a small event, you should probably plan for three floor judges minimum. And then if you know you're going to be above 50, you should have more than that for sure. Um I think they, the reason they were small, they were, they were, they only had, they were expecting like 30 people to show up, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the situation in the province and everything. Uh, but 41, we ended up there. Um, I do have uh, top eight results. Uh, not that a 41 person regional is necessarily Ooh. a good uh, representation of the meta. And then I can also go through my polls for my judge packs. Uh, but uh, Ooh, you got judge packs. I do. So compensation, uh, actually, this is a good discussion for people who might be interested in judging. So regional compensation has actually recently gotten a lot better for North America. Um, so if you are a floor judge, you get paid minimum wage for the state that you're at, but you get paid for the full time. Uh, head judges, Correct. I believe, receive a, a premium. Uh, I think I like min wage in Alberta is 15. I believe I get $20 an hour for being the head judge. I think assistant head wow, judge is somewhere between. Wow, that's way more than I got when I was judging. Wow. <laughs> minimum wage in Alberta is 15 Canadian, so that's uh. Yeah, minimum minimum wage in Louisiana is 7.25 American. Uh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I worked dumb. like I worked like 10 hours and I made like 80 bucks. That is, I mean, I mean, to be fair, in Maple Money, that's about 100, but that's still ridiculous. Um. 
Yeah. The other um, the other stuff that you get. So if you usually you'll get like uh, some supplies. So if you don't have the judge lanyard, yeah. you'll get like a lanyard. You'll get the mm-hmm. judge pens. Uh, I have one of those yep. I can pull out. Those are those are real nice. Uh, yeah, I got the lanyard and the pen as well. Yeah. And the little judge, uh, like uh, the card that goes on the end of the lanyard. Yeah. The judge pens are actually really nice too. They got blue, black, and red. Oh they're yeah, they're cool. awesome. They are. I I, I usually wear them when I was a really fan of this. Uh, you'll see. I, I will say I'm a very big fan of the judge yeah. pen. Yeah. The lanyards are also quite nice. Uh, it's it's cool to have like the the Yu-Gi-Oh kind of. I like the judge custom color scheme that they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, starting uh, kind of recently, like maybe four-ish months ago, I think, uh, judges. Uh, if you're judging a regional, whether you're the head judge or a floor judge. Uh, you also get the Dark Magician Girl, the Dragon Knight Judge Sleeves. Uh, these are rather valuable, so it's definitely a really good incentive. It's a huge boost to compensation for floor judging, which I think is something that's that was desperately needed. Previously, you only got like the supplies and the wage if you were a floor judge. This is like, mm-hmm. I think this is a great move. Um, oh also, yeah, for sure. Also just cool sleeves. I love like the judge style background. The other thing. I didn't know that they were expensive so i opened mine and i've been using them <laughs> i might use them i haven't so i have the master dual sleeves from the giveaway and i have these i'm gonna pick one of them to be like i'm gonna flex on people with these but the other two i'm keeping sealed for the rest of time uh so the the other thing that you get if you're a head judge or an assistant head judge is you get a gift of 24 booster packs of the set for the regional that you're judging so uh, in my case, oh, okay. I got I got twenty four packs of Cyberstorm access. Uh, Ooh, okay. So uh, my pulls were kind of whack. So one thing to note: this isn't a box. So it's twenty four loose packs that they set aside for you as a judge in the packets yeah. that get sent out. So ratios are a bit weird. Uh, I pulled five ultras and one secret. Uh, so out of twenty four packs, which was kind of weird. But, what ultras? So uh, I'll show you. Uh, so I pulled. A super heavy samurai brave uh, Masuarano. Uh, this is the one that you don't play. Oh, uh, sick! <laughs> it's a, I love drawing. Uh, I love drawing uh, three cards and then losing because it, it's not an interruption. Uh, <laughs> and it is also still gonna get me drolled. <laughs> one billion percent, it will get you drolled. Uh, all right, then I've got some other cool stuff. Uh, so I pulled two copies. Of Teller Knight Constellar Kakudecus. <laughs> oh no. Uh, to be fair, this card is actually really good. I kinda wanna be messing with this deck. Um That's pretty cool. There's some there's some fun I stuff. I mean you it's can not do. it's not expensive, but it's it's kinda cool. Exactly. Uh then I pulled an Ice Jade Rain Aetherine. <laughs> so, what a what a what a run. This is an all timer. To be fair, this card is also kind of cracked. Low key. I think there's a universe where Ice Jade Stop. is a playable rogue deck. Uh, Don't. See, we have a certain moderator the... that's going to lose their mind when you say that. Catch me, don't, catch don't, me, don't catch me on the next the episode team. of Deck Debate, activating a Doin Cradle. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Don't tell me you're going to make me read all the Ice Jade cards. Uh, yeah, you, you assume I haven't already read them. Uh, no, no, you're going to make me have to read them. Ah, actually, I am. You are going to have to read them. Uh Hmm. So then my two good pulls. Terrifying thought. Um, my two good pulls were um, I got a, a I'm balling. I got a gold pride pinballer. Okay, yeah, that's not bad. This card is cool. But I I will say uh, maybe this is me coping. Uh, the ultra rare prints in this set actually came out really nice. Uh, I agree. I, I've I've pulled a couple of ultras here and they're there. Not, they're not quite duelist saga, but they're uh, they're they're looking nice. 
Uh, and then I pulled Chaos Angel. So uh, I think I have to take. Oh the, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I have to take the W on that. Um, yeah, I was really hoping that you pulled a couple of Ringo worms so I could get them from you. Uh, I, 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 I have copies of Ringo worms that I need for a purpose I cannot reveal yet. My brother in Christ, I'm playing Sword Soul. I, uh, I, I am, I, I am, le- I, I am not allowed to, uh, to tell you what the Ringo worms are for. Leaks, uh, leaks, leaks, have, leaks. Uh, <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll find out very soon. I'll put it that way. Um, oh no. Okay. The other, uh, nice thing that I pulled out of this set. This is just a bit of a tangent, but so I've got three, uh, Sleepy Memory and one, uh, Pearl Lily. Uh, I was excited mm-hmm. to have those. They're commons, but uh, we are we are experimenting with this engine in Fluffle. Uh, of course you because, are. <laughs> of course you are. Because um, uh, Plump can attach two copies of Toy Vendor from the graveyard, and then when you link it off, you can resolve <laughs> Toy Vendor two more times. That's insane! <laughs> what? Yeah. So you could guaranteed resolve six Toy Vendors in a turn, <laughs> and. With plump, Holy moly! Uh, if you play two fluffle sheep, you can just hard make the plump, so you don't even have to draw those cards. Um, Jeez! But uh, I didn't come up with that. Ease was the first person who thought of it. Outback and Wedgie Ninja have been messing with it, but again, of course. Cool. So I guess I guess last bit for like judging the regional. Um, I'm gonna go through a couple of rulings that came up that people might find important, um, and I will give you the results. So yeah, sure. The two, like, real, there were really only, like, two major ruling questions that, that came up uh, okay. multiple times. You, you tell me, ask me the question, and I'll see if I can answer it correctly. Yes, that's what I was going to do. Okay. Okay. So, uh, player A activates the effect on the field of Cyframe Lord Omega uh, to banish itself okay. and a card from your opponent's hand during the standby phase. Okay. That Omega is then put in the graveyard by a separate card effect um, and is no longer in. It's no longer banished at the point that the standby phase happens. Does your opponent, does player B, uh, get their card back in the standby phase? I need to read Omega. <laughs> it's a reading Omega oh, time. No. Uh, I will, I will uh, ad-lib the Jeopardy music while you're reading. do 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 I can't believe we're doing this. We're making this. Are you still reading Omega? I have. Okay. I I I just pulled it up. Okay. Once per turn during the main phase, quick effect. You can banish both this face-up card from your field and one ring card from your opponent's hand face-up until your next standby phase. Return during standby turn. Banish card returns to the graveyard. This card's in your graveyard. Trigger one other graveyard. Okay. Um. It's time for daily double. I would say that yes, your opponent gets the card back. Why? Because it. So it says you banish both this face up card and one random card of your opponent's hand until face up. But like both doesn't necessarily inextricably link the cards. Uh, so because it says. I, I would see. I would think that both is like the key word here. Kind of. Right. So it's it's what. Yeah. You're, so you are correct, actually. Uh, so. The one interesting way to put it, it's not the exact same wording, but the card that I like to use to kind of demonstrate the concept of this is Survival's End. Um, mm-hmm. They say... Of course. Cards is. that say... Yeah, of course. Cards that say them and both uh, do not need 
both targets to exist like at the point where the effect would resolve in the same right spot. so my 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 example for this would actually be sword soul blackout because you target one on your field and exactly. two on your opponent's field and you destroy them yes. so you can actually activate blackout targeting your own sword soul monster and then chain heavenly dragon circle mm-hmm so resolves tributing the monster and it still resolves and pops there too and you get a surge exactly the different you've got it exactly right the difference uh there are some cards that say those targets um for one and those cards have to be able to hit both in order to resolve but because it says them uh, or in this case uh, it says both rather than spe- it, it right. doesn't specify the cards uh is basic kind of like i guess a decent way to put it so question number two uh i don't remember the full name card? of this card so, uh, Grangunal, the brand okay, fusion know. card. Yeah. And this is going to be Nibiru. So, player... Uh, the B- Dusk Dragon? Yeah. Grand Dusk Dragon, yeah. So, player... Gra- uh, no, Grangunal, the Dusk Dragon. The Dusk Dragon, yeah. I don't remember the full name of the card. Yeah. There are too many fusions. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, player A controls Grangunal. Uh, okay. And player B activates Nibiru. Can player A activate Grangonal on the resolution of Nibiru? Yeah, of course it can. Okay, uh, why? What do you mean why? It's it, the, the condition was fulfilled. If a monster is special summoned by your opponent's activated monster effect, except during damage step, the condition is fulfilled. You can banish this card from your field or graveyard. Okay, well, it doesn't matter if it's in the field or the graveyard when the effect when the, when this happens. It was in the graveyard. Who cares? Okay. It was if the condition was fulfilled. So, here's the interesting bit about this. So you're correct. You you have the right answer. But the reason that this question came up is because a player misunderstood um, uh, conjunctions. So, the way that conjunctions work is. Uh, Based on the specific conjunction, it determines whether effects happen simultaneously or sequentially. So basically whether they're treated as having happened at the same time or happening at a different time. Nibiru is kind of a funny case because this card has multiple conjunctions. So multiple conjunctions means you kind of loop them together. So Nibiru's text is... uh, Actually, I'm going to pull up Nibiru's text just so that I can... But Nibiru doesn't summon until its effect is resolving. So therefore, when its effect when its effect is resolved, then Grunganol would be triggered. Okay, so when it's already to, in the graveyard. So to explain to explain this, Grunganol is not treated as already being in the graveyard when the Nibiru is summoned, but it is when the token is summoned. Check this out. Huh. So. Uh, we, uh, but he Nibiru... can activate its effect on the field or grave. Oh, can Grangonal be field or grave? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then this is dumb. I missed that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fabulous head judge, everybody. Um, so, uh, I was so confused. I was yeah. like, I don't see so, why you couldn't so special my, summon the Dogmatica monster because, like, I ended up at the, the I ended up at the right answer in the wrong way. Uh, Nibiru's text it says you contribute as many face-up monsters on the field as possible and if you do special summon this card from your hand then special summon with primal being token okay. I misread the fusion I thought it could only activate in the graveyard so that's on me but uh, the reason that the multiple <laughs> conjunctions things matter here is that uh, and if you do is treated as being simultaneous 
but then is treated as being sequential. So the monsters being tributed and um, and the special summon of Nibiru happened at exactly the same time. So if Granganol could only activate in the graveyard on resolution of like that effect, Granganol could not activate his effect because it's not treated as having been in the graveyard while a monster was special summoned because they happened at the same time. Okay. However, the then means that the part of Nibiru's effect that summons the token happens after the other effect. Right. So in that case, the Granganol is in the graveyard at the time the token is summoned, so you can activate the Granganol. However, as I have just learned, this doesn't matter because you could activate <laughs> Granganol from the field. So uh, who cares? But um, that's really yeah. So those funny. are kind of the main two things that happened. Uh, I only had to issue one penalty. I won't get into the situation just because discussing specific is is not something we should do. At least, especially right after an event, I had to issue a marked card strict penalty. Um, but that was the only that was the only issue that came up, and it was like unintentional. Right, uh, right. It was just like it was just an instance where I had to issue it because, like, by the book, it's right there. Um, yeah, it's like you're but, walking by a table and you notice that somebody's like sleeve, one of the corners is kind of like kinked in, and you're like, okay. It's you know, well, it, so it was. I will say it was more. Uh, it was it was a more severe instance than than something like that. Ah. Um, I guess actually, I guess I could tell you. Uh, I can't. I won't discuss the players. I can't tell you what happened. Uh, so there was a player who um, they had cards in their deck box uh, that were not on their deck list, which were in the same sleeves as the main deck Ooh. and side deck. I've yeah. been there. So after after investigating, I determined it was unintentional, but they were copies of Ash Blossom and Nibiru, which is why uh, the they yeah. called the judge, uh, and so. We investigated. Uh, it looks like it, like this person just didn't know like the rule. This was just the yeah, thing that they I've, put their cards in. Yeah, I've also so, had that happen to me before because like I've where, also had yeah. that situation where like I was in a case tournament and I didn't know that you weren't allowed to have other cards in your deck box. And I had one of those like big gem deck boxes that are like really big and they hold like a lot of cards. <laughs> so yeah. I just had like other cards that I'd cut from my list in the box, and I was like, they were like, yeah, you can't have this at all. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it was, it's one of those like, it, it's kind of it's it's a, it's the same principle as like living in a society, right? Uh, like <laughs> ignorance of the law is not an excuse yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. breaking it, but it does mean that you can use it as a teaching moment, which I think is the most important thing you can do as a judge, especially if it's somebody who hasn't like been at very many events and maybe is not as familiar with policy. If you can make that experience like as the least amount anxiety inducing as possible. Uh, it's it's very good. It's like it's it, the like when I issued it, it's like hey, just so you know, you're not getting disqualified. You don't have to worry about anything additional happening. You're okay. But in this case, I have to issue this penalty because of this. And here's the section of the policy that says exactly what the penalty is for this and why. If you can issue penalties in that way, it makes it a lot less disheartening for players. And it, when you can give them that like direct information and say hey next time you should make sure you read these because then we don't have to do this right right and and i want you to come back and i want you to learn have, being able to come at it from that perspective i think is helpful you know what i never understood that mm. whole ignorance of the law is like no excuse for breaking it i'd never understood that because to me if you truly like are ignorant of a law and you break it I don't know how they can really like hold you accountable for something you didn't know was illegal in the first place. Like a, a great example, probably... a great example 
is like that one time that I allegedly in Minecraft called for all of our fans to do a coordinated DDoS attack on Konami. <laughs> I didn't know that that was illegal. Um, and it, nothing ever uh, happened. But if know. it happened, I don't know what the outcome would have been because I didn't know that that was a thing. I, I just told everybody to get on Konami's page to request, keep keep refreshing the ban list page until we get one and crash the page. But I didn't know that that was illegal. I mean, that's what they what, did in well, Japan, and that's why now they have set dates for their ban lists. Hmm. Literally. <laughs> did you know that? I did not. That yeah, about about six months ago, the Japanese players were refreshing the ban list page so much that they crashed the page. And Konami said, fine, we'll give you oh. a ban list on X date. And so now they get a date. I remember... Yeah, I do. I do actually remember this now. Now that you mentioned, yeah, it. okay. I mean, and right so after that happened, always... I said, in theory, you know, if we were to do that, we have way more players than the Japanese player base. So in theory, if we were to do that, <laughs> I bet we would start getting ban list dates. But um, so they always yeah. had ban list dates. But the reason that happened, like, was it was the night of the when the list was supposed to be up. So that's why there was a bunch of refreshing. And then Konami came out after, I think the OCG came out afterwards and was like, hey, sorry guys, we need a little bit more time. Here's the new date. Uh, so they, they already had dates. It's just that they missed that one. I thought so. that it was like the ban list was no sooner than X date. I think, I thought they had like no, a no sooner than. They don't, they didn't have like an exact I date. I think they announce exact dates. I know I they do now. <laughs> they do now I so guess. listen i'm not saying we should do a coordinated ddos attack but i'm saying if we did it would probably work mm, okay well so. i'll let the i'll let the lawyers determine the, the veracity of that like, i'm just saying like if um, we were to uh, like just just to say on like saturday may 27th at noon central standard time if we were to all get on like it would probably work on an unrelated so uh i do have the top eight results okay uh, sure and uh this this is not note this is a 41 person regional this is not an accurate format snapshot but i do think it is worth noting for a specific reason which you will understand after you know what these are okay so in first place we have branded uh in second place we have super heavy in third place we have Kashira. In fourth place, we have Kashira. Okay. Uh, in in fifth place, we have uh, Kashira. Okay. And I don't like in where this is going. <laughs> in sixth place, we have Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, in seventh place, we have Kashira. Uh, and in eighth place, we have Dinomorphia. That's <laughs> that's a deck for sure. Yeah. So what's interesting is I, there's a very good player at my locals, uh, Blake Morrison, has a couple YCS tops, who a couple of weeks ago was genuinely considering playing Dynamorphia for Philly because people aren't playing back removal and it plays really well under Droll. Uh, and that theory held up. Uh, this guy played against, uh, I think, five cash players over six rounds, mm -hmm. won four rounds, won four straight, and the wheels fell off at the end, but they still stuck in the top eight. It looked really good. Uh, and again, 41-person regional, but Dynamorphia now has a regional top. It was cool. Dynamorphia already had regional tops. I'm just going to let you know that, brother. Oh, it had other tops? This format? Oh, not this format, but like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Previous. Okay, yeah. Cool. I, I have I have friends that got 
that got second and third place or third and fourth place at like a 150 person regional and uh, right before nationals last year with dynamorphia yeah it has tops it's just i i don't think i've seen any for cyberstorm access format so i think this is the first one but maybe uh maybe people might want to pick up their counter genius maybe i will also say this yesterday's regional uh in uh yesterday's regional in baton rouge the top it was 108 players total Mm -hmm. of that 108 i happen to know that there was a top 16 with invites i know there was a couple of cashier for sure there was a couple of math mech uh third place i know was labyrinth first place i want to say this guy was playing uh i want to say he was playing super heavy could be wrong uh but i sent a message to the uh person that i know that got third one labyrinth and i am shout out to aaron uh top tier ygo on youtube uh he uh I know he got third with Labyrinth. I don't know exactly what else got top eight, but I know that there was Math Mech, Super Heavy, Cash Tira all represented. And considering a third of the room was Sword Soul, I would be just a little bit surprised if there wasn't at least like one in top eight. But, you know, I figure if he can top all these nationals that are happening all over the world right now, it can top a regional. Yeah, definitely. I think it's possible. And it's not just possible. I think like it's it's a deck you can play. Like yeah, it's not like it's not like <laughs> it's not like pulled up with Crystal Beast, right? Where you have to be Neshi. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like it's it's like it's definitely like it's definitely an additional level of uh, uh, of playability for sure. Yeah. So my question to you is: so you've judged a couple of these regionals now. Have you gotten your invite to nationals yet? Have you played in any of these regionals? I do. Okay. I do have my invite to nationals. Okay. I do not have it from a regional though. Um, uh, my, so my uh, I I got my invite at an OTS championship this year. Oh, okay. So you yeah. are going to be at nationals. Uh not necessarily. Uh, I have my invite should I so choose to make it, but it it is going to depend on some stuff. Oh come on, brother! Uh, the I, I, the people want a live podcast episode. Leave all the comments telling Skyhawk I how badly know, you want a live episode. Okay, okay. Listen, if uh, <laughs> if somebody could come up with like if somebody can come up with a funnier patron name than the Blackwing one, uh, <laughs> like the Blackwings but feeding the ducks of the park, I will consider it. Buddy, do uh, I have so... news for you? Because we do have a couple of new Patreon names, and I've read them, and they are something. All right, I'm excited to see them. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I uh, what was it? Um, I there. Are, I don't know. There are a few things that I want to do. Like uh, I eventually want to be moving, and then I have uh, like uh, I want to build a PC so I can start doing things a little bit better. Uh, so the but uh, it would be it would be really cool to be at nationals. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's here's helping, but agreed. Uh, I'd say, we could do a really awesome vlog because I'm having our editor come as a cameraman. Ooh, Justin, Justin is uh, is a true professional. He is that guy is something else. He is, yeah, for sure. So, any other uh, regional side notes? Or is that no, uh, no more like regional news? Did you have any side events at your regional? 
We did. So we did. Uh, we did. Uh, we ran one Winamat and one uh, one structure deck. Oh, okay. Uh, so no time so, wizard. Uh, <laughs> so there was no time wizard, but there's a very good reason for that. Okay. So the uh, the owner, the so the tournament organizer posted the format for time wizard the day before the event. Ah, and yeah, that'll do the it. The format they picked was march 2013 what a weird format i mean like uh, believe it or not that's a really good format oh it is but like one per and it sucks because there was one person who like when it was announced like was like i gotta get in the lab on this and they built like a whole deck like like it was like the night before the regional they had it planned out and they were the only person who wanted to enter well Uh, the beauty is if if you if they if they had only one person that entered the event, that person won by default and got the Light and Darkness Dragon map. Ah, uh, so that is not the case. Uh, you have to have a minimum of four participants for the event to fire. Well, buddy, I'm just going to tell you, yesterday at our regional, I don't know if they didn't know that because it was their first time ever hosting a regional, but they had two side events. They had one advanced format win a mat and one Ed- Edison Time Wizard event. And they fired the Edison Time Wizard event with six people. And mm-hmm. they fired the advanced format Winamat with two people. They they literally walked up. I was like, they were like, we were te- play testing. And then at the end of the table, they walked up and they were like, hey, you guys are the only ones that signed up for the Winamat. Uh, whoever wins the match, we'll just give you the mat. <laughs> so now I don't know if they're going to get in trouble for that or... Maybe I misheard, uh, well, and that's not what happened. I uh, don't know, but my understanding, <laughs> okay. that's what they did. So I'm hoping that you know they enjoy that. Did you? Mat. Did you? Did you? Did you win the mat? I wasn't in. I wasn't playing. I was oh, like, I was, I was play testing at the other end of the row of uh, tables, I see. and they were okay. play testing like thinking, six tables down, and I was. They, they, I was thinking they walked up to you. No, no, they. So they walked up to the, like they sat down to do the win a mat, and the judge walked down and were like, "You guys are the only ones that signed up." So winner gets the mat. <laughs> so that is that is very funny. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that they wanted to branch out and do a new format for the win of that in the like 2013 one at yours. But in a 40 man regional, you would have trouble firing Edison, is... much less. March yeah. 2013. Although I will say, I, March I wish... 2013 was a really good format. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was not playing real Yu-Gi-Oh in March 2013, so I can't say for sure. The um, best decks at that time <laughs> were Fire Fist, Mermail, like and uh, people can say what they want. Dino Rabbit was a real deck at that time. Still, uh, that's uh, that's kind of what I was playing. Yeah, it was double. You could have two Rescue Rabbits. You could have two Tour Guides. And then you could obviously you could have like Lagia and Dolka and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I've definitely heard good things about that format. It's interesting that it's not played much. I guess because Hat feels very similar. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like it's it's right before Dragon formats. Rollers. Yeah, and I was gonna say this would be like just pre just pre Dragon Rollers. Mm-hmm. It's like it's funny that like pre rulers and post rulers actually end up in a similar place playstyle wise. Well, it's uh, funny because you have. Like like the set that released the Dragon Rulers, which was Lord of the Tachyon Galaxy, 
was actually hilariously the same set that the best Gear Gear card released in, Gear Gear Gear. <laughs> but nobody realized how good the card was until like a year later going into hat format. When I was like, wait a minute, this card's broken. It's just that we never played with it because it was in the Dragon Ruler set. Remember when Gear 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 was limited? Remember yeah, when that, that was, was a time <laughs> we went from full scale dragon rulers to set gear gear armor pass. Armor. I I hated armor so much. I, I love armor. that card. Oh, I love that. None card. of the none of the dinosaurs ran over it. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, life's oh, so no. terrible. I can't run over it Dude, with Wyvo. I <laughs> love gear gear armor. I gear gear was my favorite card. deck for at that time that I had ever played. Yeah. Because it was like I, a, I felt I like a real it. cohesive strategy. It was a cool advantage deck. Like the fact that you could use armor recursively, accelerator to do like more explosive plays, gigant mm -hmm. X to keep your resource loop going. Yes. Um, like the Girgiano stuff to have access to different yep. level pools. Arsenal um, lets you tag into whatever you need. Yeah. Exactly. And then. Definitely a cool deck. Yeah, it was definitely a cool resource loop. And the deck's most explosive version was the Karakuri version of the deck, which. Mm -hmm let you go in with Beredo and beret you can draw some cards you can and on top of only i mean it's only like a five or six card card curry package that you're running and it's searchable you can bounce your gear gear accelerators back to summon a uh genex ally birdman for free and then summon accelerator back so good Definitely so good true. yeah like if um, you are if you have a if you have a gear gear armor you flip it you search accelerator the next turn, you search another accelerator, and then you go the um, two accelerator. You go accelerator and armor into Gigant. You can search the Birdman, and then you can special Birdman. And then I want to say, if you have another Gear Gear, you can go and you can resummon the accelerator for free. But that didn't always come up. But I, I don't know. Just the the ability of the deck to get into any machine engine is just so good. Very, very cool. I, I, I love Gear Gears. I love Gear Gears. <laughs> so. Uh, God. I was playing back back in those days. I was not uh, a very competitive player. I was on uh, I was on Dueling Network a lot. Um, oh. I think. Not Dueling Book. Format, dueling Network. Network, yeah. Hat format was. Uh, I quite loved Hat. Because uh, pre, I would say pre, <laughs> pre rulers, uh, I was just doing nothing. Uh, I, I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! online around the, uh, like, when the Dragon Rulers were limited. Right. That was when I started playing. And I was playing, like, I was playing Dino Rabbit with one rabbit. It was basically just Dino Control with, like, Hydrageddon and Gwyba, uh, yeah. some Hyper Hammerheads, and then Sabersaurus, uh, Rescue Rabbit, uh, yeah. with three copies of Shrink, three copies of Lance, and three copies of Dress. And the whole As idea one does. was, like, the whole idea was basically, like, use the attack reducers both as protection for your dinosaurs and as ways to like clear bodies yeah so that you can uh, use those to go laki adulka and then you just like set your back row so right. and rather than like the rabbit kind of explosiveness with the tour guides and everything it was a lot more like stick your guys on the board get advantage do like swings with hydro dead on it was really bad in dragon ruler format but it was really good in hat because uh, i don't think i've explained this interaction on the podcast before i've maybe explained it to you Maybe. Um, 
so in hat format, this deck was actually quite good. I won a lot of uh, like the dueling network forum tournaments on it. Um, yeah, so it had like a sick win rate against hat because when your opponent sets the 1000 defense fire hand, if you open Jurat mm-hmm. Gwaiba and Forbidden Dress, you normal summon the Jurat Gwaiba um, and you attack the fire hand. Forbidden Dress beats Gwaiba, beats their whole board because if they activate bottomless, you chain dress targeting your Gwaiba so it can't be destroyed. But if they don't right. activate a trap, when you attack into the fire hand, once it flips up and you see that it's fire hand in the damage step, you activate the dress targeting your own Gwaiba. Not only is Gwaiba now 1100 because dress only reduces by 600, which runs over the 1000 defensive fire hand. Fire hand can't activate its effect to destroy the Gwaiba, which means it can't summon the Ice Hand. Right. So you get to summon your Velo from deck, you overlay into Dolka. Now they can't do anything because they can't activate their Mermelo effect on normal. Right. So you just right. Negate it with Dolka. They can't activate the artifacts because you negate them with Dolka, and the Dolka is bigger than Moral Tech was because Moral Tech was 21. So they That's can't so just like not activate the Moral Tech and run it over, uh, and they can't like activate the hands. So if you right. like open. If you open, like, Gwaiba in a way to protect it in the fire hand into, like, any set monster, you beat them. And then if they activate, like, a different, like, trap hole, you just go Lance, and then you wait to do the same thing next turn. Yeah, of course. So, anyway, that's my that's my ramble about what I was doing when people Man, were doing those cards are forbidden stuff. for a reason. They're really good. Forbidden! Forbidden. Shout out to Forbidden Scripture. The worst one. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, for sure. Now we got, now we got Droplet. <laughs> Droplet's insane. All right, well, crazy. let's go ahead and read some patron names. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, so a huge thank you to DBZ, but it's just my two-year-old yelling as long as possible for no reason. That's good. That's yeah. good. Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Cards Goetia, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HH Cyber? If all you have is a cosmic, every problem looks like a floodgate. John Leo, Monstratron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Kawaiba, Silver Hope, Sunny, Floodgate of the Goddess. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. When are we getting that alt art? By the way, I want. Oh that gosh, don't <laughs> don't encourage anybody. Can we have Can we have Sunny on the bear? <laughs> oh so no, unbanned number ninety five Konami. No, no ideas. <laughs> unbanned number ninety five Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually saviors world rogue and tier two are the polite terms for bad deck. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless chaps, Atsuyo, Sympathy, Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver on the Ascendant is the best floodgate. Box wine. Come on and get your game on. Duty booty. Dragon maidenless behavior. Dragon maid stunned I'm about to reek a glamour tribute for cross these plant nuts in your mouth. Cam the hockey walkie slash mixer. Old man red pin cobalt for three and slaking it up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And again. Um, come on, guys. Come on. Get with the Patreon names. We need to make Skyhawk laugh as much as possible. His <laughs> laugh is a national treasure, and we need to keep it that way. I, I, I will say I appreciate a, a good uh, patron name. I think so far, uh, I mean, uh, maybe, like, I, I think we could get to SEMO territory for silly names. I, I think we That's what I'm saying. At one, at mm-hmm. one time, they changed so often that we were, like, there. But they just... No, they just don't have the same ring that they used to. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta get working on the sauce so that we have to read them. Yeah, come on uh, and get your game on. (laughs) I knew you were gonna break out in a song. I knew it. (laughs) You can't help yourself. I I do not have the capacity to stop. Yeah. All All right. right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode. So, with that said, I think I want to just thank you all so much for joining us today. And until next time, have a great week, everybody. See you all next time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.